to today's episode of In Conversation. Today I'm going to dive into the murky and sometimes really scary and murky, did I mention murky, waters of online dating. I consider myself to be somewhat of a veteran of online dating back in the days of the old, maybe it was how I replied to an invitation website where, you know, part of the common responses from men was, I don't have tokens, so the chick will have to message first. Now we've come so far to the land of like, uh, swipe left, swipe right, you know, quite user-friendly, and I feel like the dating world has become a little bit brighter. I have so much to share on this topic. I have had the good, the bad, and the downright ugly experience of dating on platforms and websites, and also, 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 also done a shit ton of inner work to get to the point where I understand a little bit more around dating, what I'm looking for, what energy we want to put in, and also where I feel very comfortable saying, blokes, learn how to take a good selfie. I do hope you enjoy today's episode. I had a lot of fun making this and I look forward to your feedback. Sit back, get a drink and enjoy today's episode of In Conversation Dating, also known as What the Fuck Were They Thinking? Good morning and welcome to another episode of In Conversation and today's episode is called What Were They Thinking? And we're going to specifically dive into today men and dating websites. Now, if you are listening to this and you're potentially going to be triggered because you think that this is another one of those things where women dish some hate on men, you might want to jump off because whilst I'm certainly not dishing hate, I am going to have a little crack uh, because, you know, we are all seeking for that soul connection, the one who we think will get us. And, you know, we get so caught up on the way there that we think that we want... Um, the perfect this, they have to look like this, they have to earn this, they have to, but realistically, that's not it at all. It's we want the feeling of what it's like to be with someone who is driven, compassionate, kind, loving, knows themselves, has a sense of humor. So basically what we're talking about is a person who has done a shit ton of personal growth work and is through all their trauma and trigger and has resolved all their unresolved hurt and has come out the other side. And I think, yay, I mean, doesn't that person sound fantastic? To me, I'm like, sign me up. However, I also know that that's not human and I know that we can be all of those things and sometimes none of those things and that also gets to be great. I think when we have this big yearning urge to find the person that is all of those things, it's because we can't see it within ourselves. And I had some brilliant advice years ago about dating and looking for the one, I say in inverted commas. And this person said to me, you know, write your list of what you want, like what you desire in a partner, and then become that. And whilst at the time I thought like, fuck off, really? It was probably one of the best pieces of advice I've ever been given in terms of the context of relationships because really up until the last two years, I have been playing a game of Marco Polo with anyone I've dated, wandering around in the dark with the blindfold on, with the hands out, you know, Marco, Pol hoping to hear the polo in the background. But, you know... That polo came in many different forms with much baggage and were beautiful mirrors for where I was at at the time. So basically for me, I'm like, well, this could be really simple in terms of dating. It's like, where are you at in your journey of growth? 
Where are you at in your journey of resolving the things that the hurts and pains? Because if we do not accept that the resolution of those things in in our world is is the responsibility of ourselves, then we're going to keep repeating these same things in the dating world. And don't get me wrong, dating and relationships are like, yes, they are the greatest space for personal growth. They are the greatest space for our shit to be thrown up in front of us and being like, would you like a sandwich or would you like to clean this up? Um, so, you know, I love that for what it is. But I think if we cannot extricate ourselves out of like the loop, which I was in, of like, oh, Jesus, great guy. Is he really? Not really. Oh, well, it's what, it, you know, it's what's available right now in that classic uh, conundrum of trading time for company. You know, I was playing that out consistently and at the dissolution of each relationship, it was just incredibly painful incredibly painful and not because my heart had been broken which I thought it was my heart's been broken it was because at the end of each one of those relationships I it was such a moment of reflection in terms of look at what is being reflected back to you Natalie uh, in terms of where my stuff was that was unresolved and that that really hurt and that was really painful. So having said all that, let's dive into it. So let's talk about dating and I specifically want to talk about because we're in the space of COVID and, you know, separation and we're not really getting out to see that many of all those, you know, those opportunities are like not really available for us to, you know, be out and about doing the normal things we do to meet people that we want to get our vibe on with, you know, we want to get to know better. So let's go dating apps. Now, there are many different opinions on dating apps and I want to present a different one to you. I love them. I love them for so many reasons. I live in an area where, um, we don't have a large population and again with the pandemic etc the avenues for us to actually continue to make connection would have been significantly pared back without online dating apps so let's just say that if you and this is not for the gen x's and the gen y's in the world because you know you guys are all over this shit it's for the women who and men you know if you're listening to this if you're a man we are potentially like midlife you know so we were sort of on well, yeah, that that wave of online connection happened after, you know, our grounding period of like, this is how we make connection. Now, what I will say is for any of you dinosaurs sitting out there being like, I can't do that. This is the evolution of the world we live in. And if you want to participate in the world we live in, then evolve along with it. It's not a matter of being like, that was before or after my time. Embrace a mindset that's like open to the possibilities of what technology and evolution can bring to your door. That's all I'm saying. There's no need to get hung up and like, I would never do that. It's unsafe. Okay. Also, I have friends who still won't catch Ubers and I'm like, oh my God, if you want to pay more for a smelly taxi and, you know, not get to where you want to go and wow, just use an use a Uber. Um so, you know, where are you with? Where are you with all this stuff? So be open to the possibilities. Otherwise, you know, when we say we want something, but we only give it a finite window to appear through, you got to be some kind of like funky contortionist to get through that, right? So that's with regard to using dating apps. That's with regard to, but I want all these things in a partner. That's with regard to what you're willing to do to get what you want, what we desire in life, if we're going to sit in the same space and be like, I will not go out of my comfort zone. And let me tell you, don't mistake your comfort zone for like a nice lounge. It can be a nice lounge. It can also be your prison. And, you know, do I need to paint you on picture on what that could look like? So let's be like embracing the possibility of what technology can give to us and what might be available to us if we are like, ah, oh, evolution. I'm going to stick with that. <sighs> dating apps. Okay. So, you know, lots of dating apps have a reputation. And what I'm going to say is, again, like anything I do in life, 
I don't necessarily subscribe to any of those things because I believe it's the energy that I bring to any situation. Let me say that again. The energy I bring to any situation is how that situation plays out, right? So if I'm getting a lot of guys, like for example, there is one that starts with a T and ends in an R and might rhyme with like Finder. That's not a word, but anyway. Um, If I was for example, utilizing that dating app, which might have a reputation as being like a bit of a, um, you know, uh, maybe we'll just have 24 hours of love app, then I would potentially, hmm, actually, no, what I'm going to say is there possibly is that reputation around that app. I don't necessarily feel like that. But what I would do is like be so clear about what I was looking for and then I would stay in the energy of that. So, you know, if I got like hit up or messaged by people who were like, you know, looking for some fun, no thanks, dude. I am looking for fun, but possibly our definitions of fun aren't the same. You know, stay in the energy of like, what you desire. And by that, I mean, like, where are you committed to achieving what you want? What's your commitment to achieving what you want? Again, pretty much applicable to all corners of our lives. Because, you know, again, I am the believer of everything touches everything. So dating apps, right? Use real photos. Here's my first tip. And this is probably the point where I'm going to get into what were they thinking? Use use real photos. If you do not know how to take a nice photo of yourself, then ask a friend to help you. Ask a friend to help you that actually thinks that they can cap- help you capture your unique beauty because we all have something that is uniquely beautiful to ourselves. Here's some tips on how to take a good photo. Good light, right? Warm light, particularly if you're a little bit older. You know, warm light generally a nice light brings up a luminosity in our skin. Now, this is for men and for women. I look at so many pictures online because, you know, I like, I've like i been journeying my dating journey, right? There's been some stuff there for me. So I'm speaking from experience in all the places I've been and then the places I've got to. But I do look at a lot of photos and I think, oh, my God, dude, I'm sure your skin is not great. And if it is, maybe you shouldn't be on here. Maybe you should be at your GP getting some tests done in terms of uh, WTF is wrong with me, okay? Light. Light, light on the face, warm light on the face. If you cannot do it yourself, ask a friend to help and ask a friend to help that's actually going to help. Men, this is probably a woman who likes social media, okay, because we're all over that shit. Please don't use filters. That's all I'm going to say. I am a lover of filter to create mood in a photo, right? Because I love that shit. But can we just park the filters on the dating website photos because it's not. (sighs) My question would be, what are we hiding instead of what are we embracing? Also, I run body positivity programs or body acceptance programs. So, you know, if you've got some issues around like really showing up as your authentic true self, shout out and I can help you. Anyway, back to the what were they thinking? Get a friend to help with your photo if you can't do it yourself. It's just such a, it's such a uh, for me, I look at the photo and it's not to be like, is he hot? Is he going to be, was he in the fireman's calendar last year? It's, oh, wow, what, what feeling is evoked for me when I look at that man's photo? And I imagine it's the same for men when they're looking at women. Do you have a nice smile? Do your eyes look kind? Is there something approachable and like relatable about your face is what is it like get in a good jam and this is also the thing what is your headspace when you're taking your photos get in a good place of like I am looking to attract my one you know not I am looking to attract and then all the reasons why you don't think you'll get the person that you're looking for okay so you know also If there is stuff that you need to resolve, if you have unresolved relationship hurts, go and talk to someone before starting to date online. You know, whilst I say we work out a lot of our shit in relationships, it's not up to our partner to be our therapist, okay? 
our partner and and ourselves, our potential partner, we are creating something together. And if you want that to be beautiful, then come into it from a great state of mind. It's not to say we don't have triggers that like, shit, I've done a shit ton of personal development and personal growth work. And I know that if, when I start dating someone, I'm like, oh, wow, who knew that trigger was there? But have someone who can actually help you unpack that stuff. Don't come into the relationship being like I was um, online this morning and you know, again, a guy's profile, I'm still not over my ex and I'm a broken man. I'm like, okay, well, um, Barry, uh, I'm not sure who's going to be attracted to that. And also, Barry, the woman who's going to be attracted to that, when you get through the bit of being the broken man, right, because you will, because there is always the possibility of us creating something us resolving an unhealed hurt for ourselves, right? Unless we cycle into like an addiction or, you know, as a, an unresolved cycle of hurt, which can happen. However, I believe that most humans are like, you know, we're very hurt because it's our ego. Our ego is hurt. Our feelings are hurt. We don't understand our little child, like our inner child potentially feels abandoned. Something has been stirred up that has been unresolved for a, man, a number of years in our lives. Also speaking from experience, this was like what really came up for me in my last relationship. Dissolution was like, oh, wow. Okay, there's stuff there, Natalie, you need to unpack it. So Barry, when you're saying you're a broken man and you want to meet someone, do you not really sure what you're looking for? I would hazard a very large, like, and well-educated and informed opinion, not even a guess, the kind of woman you're going to attract is going to be the kind of woman that's like, oh, um, potentially has control tendencies, right? Because let me fix you, okay? Potentially lacks a real sense of self and purpose and mission because, again, let me sink all of my energy into fixing you, Barry, because this is what you're looking for. And then once you're, like, not broken anymore – that woman is still going to still going to have the control tendencies, no real sense of identity, self or purpose because, you know, I invest everything in those around me. And also, if I'm describing you, you know, I'm happy to unpack this with you, but I'm not a space for you to come at me with your projections and your evangelical, but I'm not that. Maybe those objections should be best unpacked with someone who can help you unpack them for what the trigger is there for you. Just going to leave it at that you know, what were they thinking? So with poor old Barry and the I'm a broken man, I'm not sure what I'm looking for. I'm like, oh, it's going to be a journey for you. Also, potentially your perfect journey, but you know. Second, secondly, our profile. What were they thinking? I don't know how many men's profiles I've read where they've said, uh, I don't know what I'm looking for. I'm like, great. Okay, well, that's helpful. Um, I don't know what I want. Okay, good. also good, not helpful because I know what I want. I want a committed relationship. I don't know whether I want it with you right now, but I'd like to think that I'm meeting someone who's actually open to the possibility of a committed relationship. How about you? Uh, or if you want to know anything, just ask me. Okay, so... Um, I don't know how many people are registered on uh, web-based, you know, app dating sites or app or web-based dating sites. If I had to ask every guy that I thought looked interesting, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself, it'd be an arduous process, wouldn't it? Now, having said that, that is a valuable real estate in the relationship market, that little profile piece. And if you can't talk about yourself in terms of like, I know myself to be. These are the things that are um, really important to me. This is what I would love to find in a partner. Um, I am looking for the following. So I'm either looking for a committed relationship or I'm looking to spend time with someone. But again, I have a... It's actually just a belief, an absolute fundamental belief for me that we as humans crave connection when we are suggesting that we don't want anything serious, 
and we're just looking for a bit of fun, I would really ask you again to have a look at, wow, um, so a relationship is not fun. Being in a committed relationship is not fun. Again, I would ask you to have a look at like, wow, what has your relationship history been like? So if you haven't been having fun in your committed relationships, it's it's a bit um, like, mm, I think we are missing the point. Take a step back. Take a step back from dating and have a look at like, what does that actually mean for me? Why do I think that being in a committed relationship isn't fun? Why do I think that being in a committed relationship is serious? Um, you know, for me, I'm like, play and laughter and, uh, you know, a sense of lightness and being able to have a laugh with my partner is like my medicine. It is one of my biggest desires I have in a committed relationship. You know, intimacy gets to be shitloads of fun. It's just who we're creating it with, right? So if you are with someone who doesn't mirror like what your medicine is, and for me that is, laughter is a medicine for me, and not at the expense of someone else. It's just like the pure joy of being in joy. That feels good. So if you're coming at this relationship space from a perspective of like, I want something uncommitted, Oh, excuse me, that's a big point, just clearing some wind there. I want something uncommitted, but your desire is coming from a, because I experienced pain in the past, then maybe have a look at like, have a look at, you know, is there a way for me to really sit there and become present with what it is I am looking to avoid? And for me, I'm such a, there's big schools of thoughts on the way that we motivate ourselves. And for me, I'm a believer in like when we are moving towards something rather than away from something. So if we're moving towards a really empowering, impacting, potent and inspiring goal, that's so much more likely for us to maintain our sense of commitment to that rather than coming from the perspective of I need to get away from this. I don't want to replicate this. It's really negative. If you do a little experiment, it's really negative thought-based and mindset um, patterning. If you do a little experiment with yourself and, and create a goal where you feel that is super impacting and um, inspiring and think about the ways in which that you would approach that and embrace that and if I um, you know if I said okay I want to do this um, I want to hike the Fresnay coast you know and I want to do it in a certain amount of time and if I came at it like okay well actually I don't know much about that let's find something I let's let's look at something I can talk to when uh, what's a good example Okay, it's clear, not that I've ever done this hike, but it's possibly been on my list, but then I'm also like a little bit scared. So maybe it is something I should look into. I have a few friends who have done the hike to Everest uh, base camp and it looks like an amazing journey, right, on so many levels. So if I was approaching this, I'd be like, oh, my God, it's so exciting. It's something I've always wanted to do. Um, what do I need to do to get to the place where I can kick off this goal of hiking to Everest Base Camp? I need to work on my fitness, okay, because what I want to do is be walking easefully and happily and, you know, in in flow with my body and feeling great while I do this and, like, enjoying the camaraderie and laughter and the challenge and forming connection with the other people who are on the walk and feeling like, you know, my body is rising to the challenge and look at how powerful and potent I am. Look at the, my sense of commitment and mindset and spirit. Look how much I can be in my body. Look how powerful my body is. Oh, my God, I'm so proud of myself right now, right? I'm going to enjoy sleeping in 
less than comfortable circumstances I'm going my body is going to be so fit and healthy that the change in diet isn't going to impact how I feel day to day I'm going to feel energized even on a few hours sleep each night because I'm going to be experiencing the full experience of what it is to be in those communities and in that culture and doing that walk and then eventually we're going to get to the base of Everest and it's going to be magnificent I'm going to see this mountain that I have had like this calling to my whole entire life right I don't know about you, but I feel inspired. As opposed to, shit, I'm committed to do this thing for Everest and it's a long flight and I've heard that the landing into the airport at Lucknow can be pretty sketchy and I'm scared about what that might feel like. I hope I don't get sick. How much hand sanitizer can I carry? Oh my God, my knee and my hip haven't been good and I've been having this real stomach upset. I don't know if I'm going to cope with the diet. How's the sleeping arrangements going to be? What's the food going to be like? Will I be able to do this walk? I don't want to be walking along like... And I, you know, I'm, I'm not fit enough and I won't be able to keep up with the group. And then I'll have this whole thing about like, oh my God, I'm always the last one. And then I'll be feeling like really downtrodden and really, how am I going to cope with like the change in elevation and oxygen um, deprivation? And will I get, you know, any sort of oxygen sickness? How will I feel about that? Oh my God, this is going to be terrible. I'm not going to, everyone's going to think that I'm like a big fat loser and, you know, I'm going to be tired and cranky and how much is this going to cost? And I'm just going to, and then I'm going to get to the bottom of Everest and fuck, I hope it looks good because it's going to have been like the most painful, unpleasant journey to get here. Okay. I don't know about you, but I think I'd rather go with option A in terms of like inspiring myself towards a goal and not so much the option B. When we are talking about setting goals for ourselves, when we are talking about claiming what we desire in life and going after it, when we have the narrative around it that is powerful and inspiring and impactful that's taking us towards the goal, all the things I want to achieve, all the things I'm looking forward to achieving, rather than the I don't want to be the last one in the group because that's happened to me before. I don't want to be the one person who can't get comfortable sleeping because my body isn't fit or flexible enough to be sleeping in less than five-star situations. My body is, you know, I've had all these issues. Do you see where I'm going here, right? When we're running away from something rather than more moving towards something, the, the feeling around... That in itself can be the thing that launches us to claiming the goal or keeps us stuck where we are in the pain point, right? So stuck in the place of this shit sandwich is what I always have in life. So when we are back to the dating, back to that was a big segue, wasn't it? So when we are like creating these spaces for ourselves, when we're like committing to completing this valuable piece of this valuable little piece of real estate we've got on these dating apps, look at it from the perspective of like, I am literally selling myself to my perfect person. Because you are, and for those of you who have a trigger around sales, like, listen, I am not a sleazy salesperson but I also understand that life is transactional and that doesn't get that is not a negative thing it's an absolute positive life is transactional we are selling ourselves in every space we are selling ourselves to ourselves constantly we're selling ourselves to our clients to our colleagues to our friends to Jesus Christ to my own child I'm constantly doing this you know but I'm the greatest mummy in the world actually that's just brainwashing but you know also also okay you know if your child can't idolize you unhealthily then who can jokes <coughs> just choking on that maybe i'm not joking maybe i do want my child to idolize me unhealthily anyway my point being is that you've got a valuable piece of real estate there potentially thousands of people can see that Take a nice photo of yourself. If you can't, get someone to help you. Sit down and really get comfortable and like if envisage the person you are looking for. And that's what you that's what you put in your profile. I'm this kind of guy, you know? It's like I couldn't care if you like V8 supercars and VB, right? You could like V8 supercars and VB and be 
the chillest, most warm-hearted, most compassionate man on the planet and I would think you're amazing. But if you don't tell me that and all you say is like, I like V8 supercars and VB, then I'm like, hmm, well, I like beer, so maybe we've like got something there, but I don't like V8 supercars and I don't enjoy sitting watching sport on television. So, you know, you have lost a potential match by pointing out an obvious, which really isn't even. That's not you. You are not a V8 supercar, nor a tin of VB. You are someone who's made up of so much more than that. You know, if you like fishing, what is it about fishing that you like? It's not that you get to take a photo with a big fish at the end of it. I mean, maybe it is, but I invite you to like get out of the shallow end of the pool and go and look for some more depth, right? But if it's that you like fishing, is it that you like being out and that it's you're in you're in your own space that if you fish with a friend is that you enjoy the camaraderie and the connection with your mate while you're out fishing? Is it that you love being in nature, that you love to explore unspoilt locations, that you love to be someone who is like the serenity and tranquility of nature with no one else around? What is it? Is it that you love the feeling of the sun on your skin and the and the breeze that, you know, like, is it that you like being out in nature? I don't know. Is it that you're fascinated by fish? You know, but there is more than I like fishing. Again, it's the same thing with the V8 supercars. Is it that you like the exhilaration of like car racing? Because it's like, because I mean, full confession, you know, I like nice cars. Very open about that. And not because of the status symbol. I like a nice performance car, right? Except I will not do Holden because there's just so many things associated with that. And that is my, my inner bitch judging. She gets to be present sometimes too. But, you know, if I'm like out the back of where we live and there's no one around and I'm not in danger of losing my last point I have on my license... Uh, I will go for a little strap in my car. Why not? Why not? Let's give it a punch and see how it feels. It is exhilarating to drive fast. It is exhilarating to like hook around on, you know, windy country roads without obviously the threat of causing an accident or harm to anyone else. But that's exhilarating. So if you like V8 supercars, what is it that you like about it? What's the feeling that comes with it? Share that stuff, right? Share it. Give some depth to yourself because for me, like I'm a big worker on energetics, so I will look at someone's photo and I'll get a feel for them. But for other women, it's really like write a story and encourage me to feel to feel a connection with you, even if it is only in those three little paragraphs. I don't know. I'm talking about something that starts with B and ends in an E and could rhyme with rumble, you know. Even if it's on there, it's like, you know, you get a little paragraph, I don't know, about the other dating websites, maybe you get more real estate there, I don't know, but it's valuable real estate to really sell yourself to your potential partner. So use it, use it for what it's intended for. Make the most of that. Thirdly, when you make contact with someone, right, here, and this is probably my biggest point on this stuff, because up until now, you've just been like hanging out the fishing line and you've hooked a fish. Sorry for the fishing analogy. Also, sorry to the women who like don't want to be classified as fish, but I'm just, it's just something we can all relate to, right? And I've, and I think as I get more into this, what were they thinking? This is aimed at men. So when you establish connection, actually, no, this is for women too, because sometimes we fuck this up royally as well. What were they thinking? When you make a connection with someone, right, here is my biggest tip to you. It just means you've got to the point, like all this other pre-work has been like when you're at the bar or maybe you're at a barbecue or something where you have like friends in common who may have said, um, 
you know, hey, uh, Todd over there is single and he's pretty nice and he's been Darren's friend forever and, you know, Darren thinks he's a good guy so, like, maybe you should talk to him today and maybe Todd has had, you know, Darren, his BFF, say to him, hey, um, the Lucy over there has, um, she's been friends with, like, my partner and me forever. She's single at the moment. She's pretty cool. She likes blah, 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 like you do. And maybe you guys should have a conversation this afternoon, right? So you are literally, online dating is not like, oh my God, we've made a match. Now let's set the wedding date. That's not it uh, for women, you know. And for men, it's not like, oh my God, we've made a match. And now I'm going to ask you if you like anal sex as one of the first three messages we exchange. It is just a virtual bar or barbecue or party where you have some knowledge of the other person in terms of they like these things and they seem like they could be a nice person who I might want to invest some time in getting to know. It's no more than that. Just because we have information doesn't mean that we can lump an expectation on the top of a little bit of information like three paragraphs and a photo to be like, okay, this guy's the one. Yep, it's definitely it. And for the men, it's not like, wow, so I've invested some time in this woman to get to this point. Now I can ask her if she likes anal sex. No, that is not what's happening here. Also, If you feel like this is your dating model, you might want to just drop into yourself again and be, ask yourself this question. What is the rush? Why so hurry? Why so quick to want to jump into, right, well, that's it. We're like soul connections or, you know, you're going to be like, we're going to have sex. We're going to have sex because that's scarce. And I've got a woman who is like, here live and we're going to have sex okay so that that's no now if you meet and you're like wow I'm he's so bangable then sweet I had no judgment on that stuff if you want to jump into the sack after date one that is a-okay with me maybe you don't even have to have it I don't know I'm not judging right I'm not putting any framework or judgment around that that's your call to make but all I'm going to say is any of that stuff do from a place of full body fuck yes and not from your trauma or scarcity. Like once we form the connection, okay, this is like we just slow down. This person is interested in you. Just enough to get to know you. That's all it is. Just enough to get to know more about you. That's where we're at now. Just enough to get to know more about you. Slow down have a conversation maybe you know for me and here's some things this is just coming from my experience right so if I get to that point okay so if I get to that point where I have connected with someone and you know it's all going great and yay yay and all the rest of it and um and then I am Like we start to talk, okay? So all I'm looking for at this point is this, uh, like, are you someone that I continue, that I want to continue to get to know? Can we have a conversation? It doesn't have to be anything like your theory of the world. It's just opening up to let that person see a little bit of who you are. Just, you know, and I'm always really straight up front. I don't um, I say that I'm looking to meet someone to form a committed connection with you know and I it's really important for me that that person be open to the possibility of that too that doesn't mean that it's you it's you and we're going to get married that's not it it's just that we're both looking to form a connection on a similar level right and and we continue the conversation I am not a so here's my other thing unless there is something preventing you from physically catching up then catch up like as soon as you've established that yes this person seems to be not a potential serial killer because this is the other big concern that women have is that it is you know we're constantly just 
due to our conditioning and the world as it is, we are always on guard for our personal safety. And so for men, my invitation and my request for you at this point is, is to stop approaching women like, I don't want to talk to you, I just want to meet you. Because straight away, that's a red flag for us. Now, I know for you, again, you might have been really invested with a woman you were talking to for a long time and it ended up not going anywhere. But that's also like just one person. And where where within you were you not asking for what you wanted? And when you weren't getting the answer of what you wanted, then for me, I'm like, okay, well, it's time to walk away, you know. Unless you're looking for a pen pal, sweet, then stay in correspondence. But for men, I see this too, where there's a lot of dialogue around like, let's just catch up. I'm like, okay, but that would be for a coffee in broad daylight in a well-populated area where there would be no chance that my safety could be impacted. That's just a little side note. I see this in men who are like very aggressive and pushy to catch up very quickly. And for me, I'm like, again, what's the hurry? One and two, you know, have a regard for the fact that we as women are always on guard or alert when it comes to our personal safety. And let's not even go down that rabbit hole any further but just to say like that is one of the things sitting underneath that now if a woman is like you know weeks later still like oh I'm not sure if I want to meet you then my invitation would be and the same with them I've had this happen with guys who are like super reluctant to catch up and for me it's like okay well you seem like a really nice person but I really want to create a meaningful connection and and this is not how I want to create it so Again, ask for what you want, right? I would like to meet someone in person. But do it from the place of um, your truth, not from a reaction to something that's happened to you in the past where this woman did this to me and and no one's ever going to fucking hurt me again. Like, okay, well, that's cool. It hurts to be hurt. I get it. But again, my invitation is to go away and get some support from someone who is like in the realm of being able to like adequately and support you beautifully through resolving some of that baggage that we're carrying, right? Because it's not, it's like all this stuff that we put out in front of us for all the reasons why we don't want this thing to happen and we're not looking for this again. It's just like all these blocks in terms of actually getting what you desire, which I would hazard, I guess, for most of us is a meaningful connection. Most of us, it is a meaningful connection and that is okay. We are not, you know, if we stay in the space of I always get hurt, then that is what is always going to happen to you. You will always get hurt because that's your energy. And that hurt, let me tell you, you can, as I talk about a lot in my coaching business, is you cannot outrun your emotional pain. That will just keep getting worse. It will keep getting worse. It will hurt more. It will happen more frequently. There will be bigger things at stake. Maybe you will, to avoid your hurt, you might end up being in a situation where you're in a committed relationship, you know, you have children and then it's still dissolved because what happens? You always get hurt. Everyone leaves. Um, I can, you know, love is unreliable. All these like, if this is your foundational belief around relationships, then you, you might biggest advice to you is to go and resolve that because that is not the human condition. That is not. At the pure, innocent level of humans, our heart is so abundantly able to give and receive so much love and compassion that when we take all the bullshit stories away, that is the truth of the human condition. That is the truth of it. So, When we establish this connection, you know, be respectful, be yourself. If you find yourself like even I do this now, I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know what to say. Where's my witty comeback? And then I might just say, oh, wow, I was like, that was funny. And I got nothing for you. I'm looking for the witty comeback and I think it's fallen down the back of the couch. You know, just be yourself because here's the thing. If this person, and this goes in terms of like how you portray yourself visually, 
how you describe yourself emotionally is this if this works right and you establish this connection you are going to be in a relationship with this person but who are they in a relationship with is it even you now this comes back to this thing too where we have this obsession of and I can only speak from a woman's perspective I just want them to choose me which is something I did for years I want to be chosen I remember even saying when my last relationship dissolved I'm like I just wanted him to choose me well that's nice but did I actually choose him did I actually choose him I don't even know my focus was so much on him choosing me, I couldn't see around that. So my invitation for you is just to always come at this with when you're talking to someone, when you're connecting with someone, maybe potentially when you meet them, am I choosing this person? Is this person for me? Not, are they, you know, and it's nice to be excited and think, oh, I like them, I hope they like me. But also remember like when we get ahead of where we're actually at, that's not what's really happening. We are playing out some pattern in our life, lives that we are looking to resolve outside of ourselves. There is some hurt that's unresolved and that again we are looking to resolve outside of ourselves and it doesn't work like that. Because again, when we keep looking for that external resolution, validation from someone else, the moment that that someone else isn't there, we cannot hold ourselves up. We cannot keep ourselves in ourselves. We cannot keep ourselves in line with our commitments, with our lives, with who we are. Everything, it's like um, investing in, I don't know if anyone remembers Christopher's case. It's like giving all your money to Christopher's case and then being fucking surprised when he runs off with a lot of it, you know. That, that is effect, effectively what it is when we are constantly outsourcing our own sense of self and worth to someone else. It just doesn't work like that. Sense of worth and sense of self is an inside game. So when we're meeting someone, when we've established a connection, like all we want to be doing right then is staying in the present moment. I had a nice time with this person. They're funny. I had a nice time with this person. They're insightful. I had a nice time with this person. Now, if there's something that that is not vibing for you, also be really honest about that and use the same sense of inquiry, right? Is this truth or is this my trauma playing out? Is there something here that I'm like literally going back to a previous point in my life and playing out this again? Or is this really that I didn't like the way the guy spoke to me? I didn't like the way I dated a guy a couple of years ago now who was like really, really nice to me. and But he would occasionally say something that was a little bit off when we first started dating. And he was in a real hurry to like lock the deal in. You know, in our first couple of dates, he was like, so um, are you my girlfriend now? And I was like, oh, uh, you know, I suppose so. Um, And also not being very honest because I didn't want to be his girlfriend. I just wanted to get to know him. I didn't know whether I really liked him. I thought I liked him, but, you know. And one of the, like, I think it was the first time that, you know, I stayed at his house and we went for dinner. And we went for dinner, like, to just a local surf club. So, you know, it's a surf club, like. And for those people overseas, it's like our um, surf life saving clubs here. I don't know what you, lifeguards, I suppose you call them over in the States. I don't know what they are in England or anywhere else. But, like, our surf life saving clubs sometimes have, um, like, restaurants attached or within them. and But they're pretty basic, you know beautiful view out over the right on the beach it's amazing but they're pretty basic in terms of food which is also the great and what the whole charter of them is for because they're supposed to be providing to the members not supposed to be a seven star eating experience right and um when we got in there when he was ordering i was just horrified because he like i want this but i want this change and i want this and then was like asking them questions around um, what their um, 
what their, you know, where their oysters came from, how fresh they were. And I'm like, dude, we're just at a surf club. God knows. Just what are your oysters? Relevant question. How fresh they are, where they came from. Are you making the seafood linguine with this, this and this? And then just this poor girl is like answering question after question and and then just walks off like, no, thanks. You know, I'm, I'm like, thanks so much for being so patient. He's a bit of a dick. And then he left his wallet somewhere and they hunted him down. We were walking home and they came running out to give it back to him. And he didn't even say thank you to them. It was just so dismissive. And I just thought... Oh my God, this is like so rude. Why are you so rude? These people have been nothing but accommodating to you. And when I asked him about it, he was like, yeah, they just work there. And uh, that was like a red flag for me. I'm like, yeah, I don't treat people like that. Like it takes all types to make the world go round. And I'm super grateful for every job that someone does that is makes my life easier. I.e., when you help me choose what food to eat and order it and give it to the chef so that he cooks it, and even though I pay you for that, I'm super grateful for your role in that process and transaction. Thank you so much. The fact that you ran after us to give this guy his wallet back was also unnecessary but very kind. Thank you so much. Anyway, for me... That was a massive red flag and that was pretty much, it was, uh, it was, you know, um, my interest significantly waned at that point, you know, but he was so good. He was like a wooer, one of the guys that woo, flowers and phone calls and came to my house, let me chop your firewood, let me fix your, something in my kitchen floor it was like, you know, I'll come and fix it, you know, always very, very, very. But then when the cracks started to appear, which... Listen, it's hard to keep up an act when we when the act is not is incongruent with who we are, right? The truth of who we are as a person. Eventually, we cannot keep that up because it is not in alignment with who we are as a person. And when those cracks started to appear, guess what they looked like? Someone who is dismissive of me and my time who was disrespectful to me and my time and who thought none of it was really anything other than him just being him. And for me, that is like I wasn't a space for that. There might be other women out there who are, who, um, are very happy to be treated like that, but I'm not one of them. So that was it for me. But be who you are as a person. And if you've got, you know, if there are things that come up for you in the space of dating which you feel like, oh, that might be a bit of a charge there, I'm reacting to something rather than responding to something, then get some help to resolve it. Because yes, whilst your partner can be someone that can support you through these things, they are not your therapist. They are not your therapist and they are not the person there to make you better. Again, let's go back to the thing about Barry, the broken man. You know, Barry's more than likely going to attract a woman who has like, let me fix you tendencies, the rescuer who is probably got some control tendencies because let me like you're a fixer-upper. And when Barry is no longer feeling broken, he's going to be in the dynamic with an archetype of a woman that potentially isn't going to match where he's at. Now, if that person's also not willing to grow and evolve with the, with Barry, then there's like a mit that that is going to be a huge crack in the foundation of the relationship, right? So stay with where you are. Be who you are. You know, and if it is like I tell you what, there is nothing more. Um, nothing will melt my heart more than someone being really honest about where they're at. If it is that you still feel like you've got some unresolved stuff around your ex, be honest. I really like you. I mean, uh, this is, I don't know, what are we now? 2021. It's been three years since, oh, that's not necessarily true. Did have a relationship very, anyway, let's just say it's about two and a half years since I have been in a serious, um, relationship. 
And it's taken me two and a half years to journey through the stuff that came up for me at the end of my last relationship. So when I was starting to date people, I would say, look, there's I am doing a lot of work on myself. I know I have some stuff that might make me not be so quick to I'm a little bit reluctant and I whilst I'm enthusiastic about getting to know you I just need some time to build trust in what we are creating not trust in the other person trust in what we are creating and if you're happy to be patient then I really like you and really want to get to know you better that's it be honest about where you are You know, nothing is insurmountable in the human condition. We are absolutely the most suggestible creatures, which means we can amend, change, grow with anything. It is a beautiful gift of being a human. So I hope that that has like really addressed some of the, what were they thinking? And it turns out that I wasn't like throwing that much shade at anyone in particular, you know, except if you're my ex that potentially comes across this podcast and, um, you know, maybe when you weren't so nice to the wait staff, that was probably the un- the unravelling of you and I. Uh, but otherwise, you know, we're all just humans, being humans, And when we, our commitment is to being the most authentic version of ourselves without coming from the place of trigger or trauma, we're just authentically showing up in our joy, in our love, in our compassion and in our desires, then, you know, I have this like, this belief that everything will work out for us, that we will find that person that we're looking for because effectively that that person is us. That person is all the qualities we desire And that we have potentially become. Although I say I want someone who, you know, whitewater rafts and I'm not so sure I like all of the parts of whitewater rafting except the bit when I'm in the canoe going down the raft, the bit with the wet feet and the wetsuit and the walking back up with the sand in the shoes and the, you know, the chafing. And yeah, that's probably not, um, yeah, I probably don't want that part of the whitewater rafting, but the exhilarating part of going down the rafts, I am down for that, you know. I do hope that you have enjoyed today's podcast. I have very much enjoyed recording this. This has been another little brain dump from me, sharing my musings from the squeaky chair in my office. And I do hope that, you know, if there is anything that has really resonated with you then you know where to find me i am nat quirk on facebook and on instagram i am nat underscore quirk i do have a youtube channel building i would love it if you would subscribe to my podcast here on anchor it is in conversation with nat quirk i think you can just google it as in conversation um And I, as always, am here for the conversation. Please connect with me on any one of those social channels. I love to get to know people, the human condition I am fascinated with. And I hope you have a beautiful day. Thanks so much for joining me today for this episode of In Conversation. If you've enjoyed today's episode, then duck across to our full podcast series and grab another episode. If you are interested in following us or finding out more information about the work that I do, jump across to Facebook. I am Nat Quirk on Facebook and on Instagram, I'm Nat underscore Quirk. You can't miss me. We also love to hear your feedback and commentary. And if there's any questions you have, feel free to drop us an email at hello at natquirk.com or jump across onto one of our social media channels and message us that way. Thanks so much for joining us again today. It's been a pleasure to have you, and I hope that you have enjoyed today's episode of In Conversation. To today's episode of In Conversation. Today I'm going to dive into the murky and sometimes really scary 
and murky. Did I mention murky waters of online dating? I consider myself to be somewhat of a veteran of online dating back in the days of the old, maybe it was how I replied to an invitation website where, you know, part of the common responses from men was, I don't have tokens, so the chick will have to message first. Now we've come so far to the land of like, uh, swipe left, swipe right, you know, quite user-friendly, and I feel like the dating world has become a little bit brighter. I have so much to share on this topic. I have had the good, the bad, and the downright ugly experience of dating on platforms and websites, and also, 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 also done a shit ton of inner work to get to the point where I understand a little bit more around dating, what I'm looking for, what energy we want to put in, and also where I feel very comfortable saying, blokes, learn how to take a good selfie. I do hope you enjoy today's episode. I had a lot of fun making this and I look forward to your feedback. Sit back, get a drink and enjoy today's episode of In Conversation Dating, also known as What the Fuck Were They Thinking? <laughs> 